Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series Defending Jacob, a gripping thriller based on the New York Times best-selling novel and starring Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery, Jaden Martell, Cherry Jones, Pablo Schreiber, Betty Gabriel, and Sakina Jaffrey. The limited series unfolds around a shocking crime that rocks a small Massachusetts town and one family in particular, forcing an assistant district attorney to choose between his sworn duty to uphold justice and his unconditional love for his son, for your Emmy consideration. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And I'm Amanda Duca. And tell and me we who are... we have, Dino, for our quarantine. So this week, quarantine edition. I don't know what episode we're on. Quarantine yeah. edition. I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we have Laura Harrier, star of the Netflix series Hollywood. And she's also been in um, Spider-Man homecoming also black Klansman, but you're gonna want to see her in hollywood this is definitely her breakthrough i mean obviously she's yeah. a lead she's a series or what is it what, what is lead, it called lead. she's a lead yeah, yeah. main yeah. cast uh, main ca- she's part of the main cast it's her it's a, it's a it's a really honestly it's a really refreshing story about these young people trying to break it in, in young people of color people uh, um, queer. Yeah. um queer people um trying to break through the industry back um, post World War II, but yeah. it's sort of like I said, what you would expect to happen back then, it, it sort of flips everything. It subverts it, I, it's, uh, it flips yeah. it on its head, yeah. Right. And right. I would suggest going in with little knowledge as possible. So yeah. watch it first and then listen to this, or g- do it reverse. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't right. run your life. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there are minor spoilers in this, so just be aware. Uh, but right. you know, watch the episode. Uh, watch uh, Hollywood anyway. It's, it's, Laura it's, is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we right. had a great time. And it's definitely the the, the series is definitely in Ryan Murphy's DNA. Like this is sort of what he does. He's a champion of diversity. He's a champion of representation. He always mm-hmm. uh, follows through with his words. And I, and I just, like I said, I love how he, he sort of, like I said, takes things and, and, and shows people this different angle to it. And it keeps it interesting. It's, it keeps it, it keeps it fun. And it, I don't know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I stayed up. I was saying this there. I stayed up till 3am watching it. I yeah. Couldn't stop. Like, yeah, stop. it's, 
Yeah, it, it, I, I'm just super excited for you guys to watch this show. Laura is a delight, you know. She is, uh, she is. We had a grand old time, and she shared <laughs> stories. She shared <laughs> tons of stories. But, um, no, but uh, Hollywood is out already. Mm-hmm. We're, we're recording this before, but it's already out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, without further ado, here is Laura Harrier, Hollywood. Laura, thank you so much for joining us um, on the New Hollywood Podcast. Um, this is our quarantine edition. We're getting a rhythm <laughs> with our quarantine, our remote podcast, because usually we'll be in a studio right. and we'll kiki and we'll, 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 we'll chat. But this, Does I'm it getting feel I'm different. Yeah, the oh, first one was. Yeah, the, yeah. But it's now we're getting used to it. Yeah, it's because you can't, you're not next to somebody, so you can't really play off of them as well. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, this is definitely, we're definitely getting better. I mean, yeah, it's hard to it. not talk over people as I'm exactly. talking over you right now. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, I think it helps that we see each other. So if like, if we're about to talk, it helps, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it still is like, all, oh, wait, you go first. Oh, no, no, you go first. <laughs> and then there's always like that long, awkward silence. Cause like, I'm just like waiting for you to go first. And then it's uh-huh. yeah. so and they're, weird. They're, no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but but thank you for joining us. And you know, you're, you're on a new show uh, called Hollywood, which we'll get into a, in a oh little. Oh my! Bit I, right. I just have to say, I watched that all. I I binge that. I literally stay up till three in the morning watching that. Really? I isn't it a show? I could not stop. <laughs> it is. That makes me so happy. Yeah. A show, like it, it is, is something. I, I'm just like, oh god. I, like the first one, I mean, like, oh, you know, Ryan Murphy's yeah. gonna like give you a show. I feel like <laughs> yes. it's Ryan yeah. Murphy, like, you know, you're right. gonna have a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But be- before <laughs> we get to that, like, we just, uh, how do you, how are you doing right now? Is every, are you, are you doing okay during this lockdown? Are you getting a good relaxation in, or are you just starting to like trying to stay busy? Like, what have you been? I up- mean, you know, it's, it's just such a weird time to talk about I guess I'm really grateful to first of all you know be be healthy and my family and my loved ones are healthy and that's a lot more than a lot of people can say so like number one that's the most important I'm super grateful for that Mm -hmm. um and then this show is it's such a strange time to have something coming out because you know it's I think it's important to talk about other things than the the scary state of the world that we're in but at the same time it's like how do we talk about you know TV when when this right. is what's happening, um, but I do think it's really important for people to have like a form of escapism right now, and I think our show really does that well. I think it's really yeah. you know beautiful and aspirational, yet grounded in real events and and heaviness in a way. Um, but yeah, I think it it'll be good for people to watch right now because it definitely gave me a form of escapism, and I thought about mm-hmm. I forgot about what's going on right now for a little bit. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I've been busy talking about this, which is nice. About it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, we, we we like to sort of touch on where people's journeys first start in this business because everybody has sort of everybody has an interesting story and an interesting way they got to where they are. So, so uh, you so you started out in modeling, correct? And then you turned I, into yeah. Okay. So, was that always the 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 natural path for you? Was that what you had in mind? When did you or when did you first sort of know this is what you wanted to do? Um. I guess sort of, you know, a bit later than a lot of people. I, I wasn't the kid. I mean, I, I didn't 
grow up being like, I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to move to Hollywood. And, you know, I, I'm from outside of Chicago. I, my mom's a speech therapist. My dad works in insurance. Like it wasn't, you know, this, I wasn't like born into this at all. It didn't really feel like something that was possible, I guess. So I, I never sort of um, had this plan. Mm. but I was that kid always like I guess most kids are like this like putting on plays and look (laughs) at me and record with the VHS mom (laughs) and it was you know that was always a thing for sure but then I moved to go to New York to go to NYU Mm. when I was 17 and I when I was there I was doing modeling like on the side and then I decided to go to drama school because I had a lot of friends who were in film school at Tisch Mm. and they would always ask me to be in you know their student films or whatever and I was like wait I actually really love this I think I'd like to focus on this a bit more so modeling was more just kind of, you know, something I was fortunate enough to be able to do to pay the bills on the side and not, you know, I, I did modeling instead of waiting tables, which is a blessing, but it definitely <laughs> was not, um, it was not my goal or something I particularly enjoyed very much. I was very bored. I was really bored the whole time. <laughs> so um, I'm really happy that this kind of happened and, and I found like, you know, my passion and my job. And, yeah. and when you when you first started out, what what like how was it for you? What kind of what kind of obstacles or ups and downs did you face um, early on? Well, I think I I was really lucky to be working pretty soon into starting to act. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in drama school, Steve McQueen cast me in his pilot he was doing for HBO at the time, oh, wow. which was called yeah. Codes of Conduct. So that was really surreal and amazing I mean I was leaving my last year of drama school and like going to set with Steve McQueen and Helena Bonham Carter and Paul Dano and all these crazy people and it was super intimidating and scary so that was awesome but then at the same time you know when that didn't go through I felt really frustrated because I think you know as a person of color in this industry especially as a black woman the, the types of roles that were sent and types of auditions are very pigeonholed and typecasted and didn't feel fully rounded or like three-dimensional people um and so I definitely remember feeling very discouraged of getting, you know, kind of the same old stereotypical part that I didn't feel I connected to it all. And I didn't feel like was representational of, of us as black women really. And, um, you know, so for a long time, I didn't work because I just didn't want to do those things. And, and mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate that then Spider-Man happened. And then after that black Klansman, which felt like, you know, roles that I could really sink my teeth into and people that I wanted to portray and that I felt people would connect with. But there's definitely, you know, the the lull and the scariness of, you know, maybe this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Well, you know, and then now you're, you're in Hollywood and, uh, well, Hollywood the show and <laughs> Hollywood in general. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the thing um, saying is like, the show is so meta. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you first heard of the project, like when, when Ryan Murphy announced it, like they were like, they're doing this show called Hollywood. Um, uh-huh. you know, how, and then like you read the script and you kind of went through this whole process, you know, when you first heard about it, how, uh, uh and you read through it, how did it meet and kind of go against your expectations of what you thought this show would be? Well, the funny thing is, I didn't know anything about the show when I signed up to do it, to be totally honest. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, somebody says Ryan Murphy is doing something and and I think most actors would be like, yes, done. Like, <laughs> sign me up. Like, yeah. I don't really care what it is. Yeah. But um, it happened because, so about 
I guess a year ago, I got this audition sent to me and it was just said untitled old Hollywood project or something like that. And it didn't, didn't even say Ryan Murphy, didn't give any details. Um, there were dummy sides from a movie from the 40s that um, I went in, read the scene, kind of forgot about it, didn't hear anything. So just, you know, whatever, another audition that I went to that I didn't get. And then like four months later, I got a phone call saying, Ryan Murphy wants to meet you. Uh, you're going to do a chemistry read with Darren Chris. Come in tomorrow morning. I was like, <laughs> like, when, I, I don't know Ryan Murphy. Like, when did this happen? Like, I was so confused. I was really like, did someone make a mistake? Because I'd never <laughs> for him. This is a thing. And it turned out that audition way back when was, was actually for Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went in the next morning. I did a scene with Darren. And Ryan was sitting silently in the corner, looking major, being very intimidating. <laughs> um, and I guess it went pretty well, because like, yeah, like 9 a.m. the next morning, I got a call saying that, that I was doing the, I got the role in Hollywood. So it was really amazing and exciting, but I didn't really, you know, it wasn't the normal process of you read a script and then you think about it for a while and see how you can connect to this character. It was really for me, just like, I want to work with Ryan Murphy. And then finding out that it was something about old Hollywood and, and the opportunity to play an a old Hollywood movie star was something that I've always dreamed of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. what was your, how familiar were you with this particular era of, of film and TV and, and Hollywood in general? I mean, it was definitely an era I was always drawn to. I think so many people are, you know, you, you think of the, the glamour and the beauty and the movies at that time. And, you know, I grew up watching Casablanca and mm. some like it hot and stuff with my mom. But at the same time, I never felt super connected to that era, to be honest, mm. because I never saw myself in that, with the exception of Dorothy Dandridge, who I didn't really know about until later, like probably at least later in high school. Um, and I, I loved it, but I never thought that I would see myself in this. So it was kind of like, oh my God, the idea of being like an old movie star and being glamorous and wearing the clothes and all that stuff was so cool. But I, before this project, I never thought that I would be able to play a character like Camille. So that was really amazing of Ryan to sort of have this revisionist history and to highlight yeah. the people who've been marginalized throughout yeah. this time and throughout film, be it, you know, people of color or women or people of LGBTQ community. It really is important to like rewrite this history and, and to think about all the people who didn't get their shine and didn't get their due. Um, yeah. And especially for me, that was Dorothy Dandridge because in doing this, I really modeled a lot of Camille after her. And um, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I, was get, I was definitely getting Dorothy, uh, Dorothy vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she was really sort of my inspiration for Camille, definitely. Um, she was so beautiful and talented and intelligent and her story is just so heartbreaking to me because yeah. she really like had such a tragic end to her life and to her career. And you know, I, I would like to think had she been born another time, you know, she would have been the Halle Berry or, you know, she would have had yeah. this like incredible career and success and be due to the, the racism at the time she wasn't able to have it so yeah. for me I kind of just wanted to pay homage to her as well as you know Lena Horne who was another one of the first mm -hmm. black mm -hmm. stars um and think you know what if they had been you know given the support that they deserved and what if people yeah. had said yes to them what if you know she mm -hmm. if Dorothy had won the Oscar and mm -hmm. how would her life have turned out so I hope that Camille sort of had a happier ending than yeah. she did. I, I really like the fact that like he obviously took a tradition that like a traditional old Hollywood story and and, and kind of uh, put a uh, put a spin on it and I was just thinking mm -hmm. when, I was, when I was watching it I was like it's crazy that like 
like that this is the way old hollywood was but we still see like we still see uh, yes like you know remnants of it like today it was just you know the fact that we're still sort of having this battle with like you know our uh, having our voice our authentic voices be heard it was just it was just kind of crazy to me to think about all that stuff (laughs) yeah i mean like 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 amanda said when i watched the first like episode i was all oh this is funny you know you kind of know what you're going getting into when you go into a ryan murphy show right Mm -hmm. like it's fantastical there's going to be kind of these storylines that are kind of um uh, uh uh like larger than life right but there was something very grounded about this but fantastical at the same time mm-hmm. and i watched a couple episodes and like the first one i was like okay i know what they're doing they're doing like a scotty bowers thing about you know yeah yeah, the, the, yeah. and then I'll, and then it started to take a turn yeah and then and then i was like wait a second i started to lean in more <laughs> <laughs> i was all ooh and because the, the the scene between michelle krusiak and darren chris um i i was very happy with that um just because the fact that it covered so much about mm-hmm. how anime wong was done so dirty by hollywood <laughs> and yeah. and um and how darren chris kind of was like i'm half filipino and yeah, yeah and i was like oh whoa i didn't yeah. cuz yeah. th- they never really like when he his pastorals in Versace he was half Filipino obviously but this one is like just out there mm-hmm. and as soon as that happened that's when I that's when I was like really like okay mm-hmm. and then the queer storylines and then and then and then Camille story there was just I'm not just saying this because you're in the room <laughs> there was just something because <laughs> I've been like as soon as I finished the the series. I was just like, oh, okay, people are going to need to watch this. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. What What would you say, Laura, what would you say was it that when you first got introduced to Camille, what did you connect with off the bat? And what are some things that you learned about, that you learned from playing, playing her? I mean, I instantly connected with her. You know, I think had I been born 80 years earlier, my life might have been similar to hers. I, you know, you're playing someone who has the same profession as you, as you first of all obviously it, it's easy to connect but for me it was really kind of feeling like you know an outsider in Hollywood and not really knowing your way in but but realizing that you know I, I really admired Camille because she realizes that this is about more than herself it's not mm-hmm. just about oh I want to be an actress and, and win an Oscar and be in these big movies she recognizes that this is about representation and this is about breaking barriers and it's it's about all the you know the little black girls that could be sitting in the movie theater looking up at her and realizing that they can be celebrated and intelligent and beautiful and all of these things that women had black women had never been portrayed as on screen before mm-hmm. um so that's just kind of what I wanted to keep in mind while playing her that it wasn't um it wasn't just like a vanity thing. It was about, you know, breaking barriers and having that representation at the time. And then thinking about like, you know, I was so lucky to grow up in a time when I could see women like Halle Berry and Angela Bassett or Jane Pinkett Smith, you know, like all these people on screen that I could connect with. And then what it would be like to not have that ever. And then to get this idea that like, wait, maybe I could do that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody needs to do it. Maybe it could be me. Mm-hmm. And that's so crazy and brave. And that's like what Lena Horne and Dorothy Dandridge did. So yeah. I was just inspired by them to, to, I don't know, recognize that it's bigger yeah. than you. Yeah. And I, 
and I really love the scenes with with her and uh, Queen Latifah. Yes, uh, yes, Daniel. yes. Well, spoiler <laughs> alert for listeners. You know, well, we don't have to give away. So I just, yeah, we don't. Have to I do. I kind of just want to. I kind of want to give everything away, just because. <laughs> Just because, because it's I hard do to not talk story. about it. Yeah, we can talk about that, right? Because it's out there that I mean, she's in it. We all, everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we all but, know and it, playing. But and we said spoiler alert. So yeah. if you're okay. listening, you could but fast forward. But how 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 was it playing opposite opposite uh, the queen, <laughs> the original? Um, queen? No, ladies first, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I had zero chill. <laughs> 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 So like when I first found out she was gonna be playing her, I had a little meltdown. I not to be weird if you're listening, Queen of Vita, but I, <laughs> I just lived loved her like forever, you know? I just grew up watching her and she was just the coolest and so like smart and she wasn't like anybody. And I don't know, I just I just always admired her so much and like outspoken and strong and I love her. So Mm -hmm. the idea that I got to not only act with her in this show, but like that she would be playing Hattie McDaniel, this incredible figure from history, like who has not gotten her dues and like has not been portrayed well on screen, I think, you know, nobody really talks about her. She's been like this sort of erased from history in this way where she was super important. Um, And it just made it really... It just it was that much easier to be able to listen to that story coming from Queen Latifah, you know, someone that I admire in the same way that Camille would have grown up admiring Hattie McDaniels. It was really yeah. kind of these this interesting parallel of our real personas and our characters, I think, um, mm. in those scenes. So it made it really easy, honestly. I just had to listen to her and like, you know, try not to cry and then like hug her. New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series Defending Jacob, a gripping thriller based on the New York Times best-selling novel and starring Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery, Jaden Martell, Cherry Jones, Pablo Schreiber, Betty Gabriel, and Sakina Jaffrey. The limited series unfolds around a shocking crime that rocks a small Massachusetts town and one family in particular, forcing an assistant district attorney to choose between his sworn duty to uphold justice and his unconditional love for his son, for your Emmy consideration. I mean, it's just like, I, I am like genuine, God, I sound so like fanboy, but I'm just like so genuinely excited for this show because And like what me and Amanda do here on New Hollywood, it's kind. It just fits perfectly in what yeah. we're, what we're trying to do, and you know we've had you know Darren has been on our podcast before, mm-hmm. um, oh, cool. yeah, mm-hmm. and and Janet Mock has been on our podcast before. The love of my life, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I, she's just the best. She's the best person. Yeah, and um, and that now you, and then next week we're having Jeremy on, and you know, <laughs> so we're 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 hitting all. But like as soon as I um finished the last episode of um mm-hmm. of, of 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 Hollywood and um I kind of de- I just was like oh, I'm gonna DM Janet Mock on Instagram mm. to see if she responds because <laughs> I was like oh she's been on our podcast before we're great gonna slide friends. in <laughs> <laughs> and I and I just wrote this long ass DM saying oh, I feel seen I was like I was having a moment yeah and, you know i don't know if quarantine's making me more emotional lately Probably. But just, <laughs> it is for me so because yeah. <laughs> i and then like amanda knows i'm a big crybaby, so i cried a lot through throughout 
throughout this. And then I was just like, I feel so seen, yay! Yeah. <laughs> and she responded, <laughs> and she's, I'm so glad you like it. And, um, but, so, oh, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, even, uh, um, even, um, what's his name? Uh, Jim, Par- uh, Jim Parsons' character, yeah. Brian Wilson. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. How? I hilarious but unsettling. I'm I'm conflicted with him. Like I'm conflicted. Why don't like him as Jim Parsons? Right, exactly. I had a a hard time accepting him like that. Yeah, (laughs) but that's that's the thing about his character because he does have spoiler alert a redemption at the very 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 end. But at the same time, you see how why he is the way he is. You know, right. he's kind of, he's jealous of Rock Hudson because he's, you know, or he's jealous of all these people he's around because he's never got to express himself like that so outwardly mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm conflicted with him because I was like, oh, you're an asshole, but I kind of like you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're yeah. a sexual predator, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I, I weirdly, rel- and then like that dance he did. I was oh my like, God, how amazing is going that on? <laughs> I but I have to. I was definitely rooting for him. I was hoping that he would have something uh, redemp uh, like a turn for redemption. Yeah, yeah, at the end. But it's like just the whole show in general. There's just this thing. It's even with what I like about Ryan Murphy as well is that he gives, you know, quote unquote older women good roles. Yeah, and and women in power finally win. You know, mm-hmm. Anna Mae Wong finally wins. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> because <laughs> and I, I just felt like shouting from the rooftops after it. And um, but no, I, but what I was getting at, that's my long way of leading to this question. Uh, you know, what did Hollywood, the show, <laughs> teach you about underrepresentation and how do you think this will contribute to this conversation that is so top of mind you know it's top of mind in hollywood a lot Mm -hmm. but it stays there and it kind of stays stagnant Mm -hmm. and right people will kind of touch on it a little bit but then they'll be okay it's there's a band-aid that will that will fix it for now but like what did it teach you we we take two steps forward and then like a one step back yeah. or really, or like absolutely. three steps forward and 10 steps yeah, back yeah. you know oh, some days. but like how what did it teach you and what do you hope it kind of how do you think it's gonna uh move the narrative forward in terms of diversity and inclusion well you know it taught me a lot about the people who were actually there that were underrepresented the people who were marginalized like they, these people were there you know anime wong existed there were black activists there were people were were there were queer people but there's so history's been so whitewashed that we tend to think that hollywood just was completely white and straight because that's the way that it's represented it was really interesting for me to learn about like the George Cooker parties, which was, mm. you know, these like fabulous gay parties that would happen thrown by this producer or, and, you know, I didn't know who Anime Wong was before because she's so underrepresented. Um, and it was really interesting to just know that and, and heartbreaking because you know that like all these people like, existed and how many people for all those people whose names we don't know that were there and we don't know that had struggled and tried to make it and, you know, been shut down because of the marginalization at the time. Um, but I think what's so cool about our show, I think, you know, Ryan calls it faction, where you take these real characters 
and Ooh, come through right? not a good word right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but taking you know real characters and real events and mixing them with fictional characters and fictional events or you imagining a different end of the story for for real people and that's super inspiring because you know i just keep thinking what if these changes had happened at the beginning of hollywood what would the world look like yeah. now what would film look like now and hopefully it inspires people to to make those changes right now and to have more representation and to see yeah. more women in places of power and to see more queer people and people of color um and it just everything would just be so much better isn't that obvious <laughs> you know it's just so much more interesting yes and, yeah you know I don't, I don't it's just so much more interesting to have have multiple points of view on the world yeah. So yeah. I hope that comes clear and I hope that people keep rooting for that and wanting to see that. And, you know, it is frustrating because it feels like you do take these steps forward and take these steps back. But at the same time, I'm still inspired by people like Ryan Murphy who have been yeah. doing this for, since the beginning of his career before it was like cool to have, you know, black right. people yeah. on screen. Right. And, you yeah. know, he's been, pushing for, <laughs> he's been pushing for representation for a long time. And I just hope that... Um, people more people follow suit yeah yeah definitely it's it's i mean i just love the way it got i i I sound so like fanny fanboy (laughs) i love this show so much (laughs) but it like it's genuinely like i was i feel like ryan murphy made this show for our podcast Who's to say he didn't? I mean, ask him. No, 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 you're right. It's like he's been, you kind of see this trajectory of his career about, you know, starting with like Nip Tuck and then like he always tackled these weird, not weird, but like interesting things. And then it elevated, it just kept, and then what he did with Pose and now with Mm -hmm. this, it's just like, okay, Ryan. I know, I think Hollywood would be so brown, black, queer, and (laughs) right now, but it's but like Amanda said it's so funny how we're watching this thing that was post-world war ii and we're still going through the same shit right now right yeah I mean it feels so relevant to right now it's like the same discussions that we're having and it's that's why I think it's important and people will connect with it at this time but at the same time it's just like oh why are we talking about this yeah exactly i mean i don't i I sound weird when i say this but sometimes when we like when you know we talk about diversity i'm like oh i feel like i'm repeating myself over Mm -hmm. and over again Mm -hmm. but in a way we have to because if we don't talk about it then who will yeah yeah exactly and you know things come up every single day that always that need to be addressed so the conversation is definitely important to continue on um but laura what's next for you after hollywood yeah what's what what do you have coming up that you can talk about or can you can't talk about you can break news with us if you want (laughs) i have something i can't talk about but i who knows when things are gonna happen spider-man three (laughs) yeah can 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 yeah, do you, you can you say if you're gonna be in the the oh, no, I, I, know, know. I know your <laughs> I your movie know. your movie your movie dad in far from home no far what was no, it not far from not, home? Uh, 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 homecoming homecoming yeah uh huh uh he's gonna be is he gonna be in the venom one anyways yeah, can I we can't expect you tell you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> obviously not. <laughs> we, we, we don't want to get you in trouble. You don't yeah. Want to. Please don't. <laughs> I do not want to be filled with Marvel. That is okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anything. Uh, what? But what else can you can you say? Like a, um, an album you're recording while in quarantine? Or? <laughs> 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 um, no, I. <laughs> uh, if you're nervous, don't. We okay, don't want to get you. Yeah, I will. Don't, don't worry. But I will say that you know, yeah, no, there's something I'm excited about that's coming up. But also, it's such a weird time because like everything's on hold. So yeah. you know, mm. I don't actually know when we're all going to be back to work. Weirdly, mm. so we'll see what what ends up happening. Hopefully, in a few months, we'll be able to go back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. If, like everyone miss working and miss, you know, being creative and being on set. And so being around humans. I miss people. Remember yeah. hugging people? I, know. I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel like we can't do that anymore at all. After. I feel like hugs are like done. Like, like they're gonna have yeah. like, no more hugs, no more handshakes, like none of that. It's gonna um, be it's gonna be that's the thing. It's like it's gonna be interesting and in how it's gonna be on the other side of this. Yeah. And, but to um, be honest, but do, would you guys would you guys feel like after this after everything do, would you guys feel comfortable like still like hugging other people or like touching other people, people? i trust like okay. yeah i, I yeah. think we, we, i just got we I, I think what our, our previous podcast i have a plan like <laughs> what, you have your own plan your own i plan. have a plan Wait, I I, when, <laughs> when quarantine lifts when they're like oh, okay everyone could go i'm gonna wait an extra two weeks to go out <laughs> okay. i mean that's then, smart yeah and then build up yeah and then build up stamina social stamina like hang out <laughs> with five people first and yeah then that's true and yeah i don't know if i'm gonna get to like an arena full of people by yeah. the end of the year and i don't i hope we're not there because i definitely i don't think like, it's when, gonna be for a while yeah and then when i saw people at newport beach and stuff this weekend just like I was just like a bitch. I don't. I don't get it. Like I don't understand. Like I don't yes, I saw people at the beach. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Like I've been. We've been going back and forth between like a house on the beach and my place here, yeah, yeah. and um, it's like there was packed. It was so crazy, and I went to go walk my dog with a mask and tried not to stand by people. Yeah, yeah. And people, nobody was social distancing. Everybody was just like hanging out without a mask on. This guy came up to me. He's like, oh my God, can I take a picture of my kids with your yeah. dog? And I'm like, sure. And he comes and stands right next oh, to me. Oh no! And I was like trapped on the side of between like the wall and this man. Oh, it's and no, it's not. And, freaking out. and you don't want to so be, crazy. you don't, you don't want to be, be like, and be like, no, can you stand? Up. Yeah, but like, <laughs> well, it's, I think you, maybe you need to be. <laughs> I mean, I could have honestly because I was so stressed after. Yeah, that. no, I think, no, every, you can't. I think everybody has to sort of let go of this whole, yeah, rude not to shake hands or hug. Like it can't be, it can't be. Uh, deemed as that anymore because yeah, now it's, it's, like, it's I actually have a good reason why I don't shake hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. And it's like, we, I mean, like yeah, exactly. Elbow bump. There's there'll be ways. Just just a good nod. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> like an <laughs> air high five. Yeah. Nice exactly. To, nice to meet you. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm you. down with a bow. Like let's just. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like a curtsy. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, a genuflex. You know. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Nice to meet you. We'll, we'll find um, other ways. We'll find other ways. <laughs> so 
we like to end this interview with this thing we call the FAQs or the facts. They're sort of just random questions, um, random fun questions. So the first one is, what is your go-to quarantine snack? Uh, cheese plate. I've oh, I've been eating a lot. Also, yeah. I haven't <laughs> eaten meat since I was a kid, and so now somehow I'm like eating like like spicy salami and stuff. Like I don't know who I am. Oh, like a charcuterie. You're doing a charcuterie. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm charcuterie. That's like my my new thing, and I I feel really weird about it. I want to start. And it just oh, looks I so pretty when you arrange it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like nice to make it look pretty and cute. It's kind of like a little creative thing, and then you yeah. eat it. I'm gonna start yeah. doing that. I need I need to be more fancier in my life. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, my got... it's either it's either that or flaming hot munchies. So it's not, it's not fancy. Oh shit, munchies! I love the munchies. Flaming hot munchies. <laughs> the flaming the ones with the pretzels, the sun yes. chips, the, the Doritos, the Cheetos. Yep. That's that, a good. That I hit. try not that one hit. There, there's like a CVS mm-hmm. right around the corner from me. They they all they offer it in the big bag or the snack bag. Oh, I get the, the big bag is bag. really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, because I'm nervous for the big bag because I'll just sit there and yeah. eat the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. and then you feel like shit. Yeah. After. Oh my god, I just remembered I have some downstairs in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, what film, TV, music, or pop ultra, pop culture icon would you love to play on screen? Ooh, Josephine Baker. Yeah. Ooh, I could see that. I can definitely. Yeah, that would be that. my one. Yes. Sure. A nice yeah. banana skirt. Yeah, let's... get my banana skirt on, start dancing around. Yes, let's live throw in it Paris. Out there. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we make things favorite. happen here, so it'll it's gonna happen. Let's manifest. <laughs> yes. What was your first part-time job? Uh, babysitting. It's embarrassing. Oh. I never like had yeah. a real job. Honestly. <laughs> like, no, you're like, babysitting is a response. You're you yeah. are someone's life is in your hands. I think I got fired because I wanted <laughs> to go to a party in high school though. Oh, <laughs> and, shit. Then they, and then they never asked me to watch their kids. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. I, Wait, yeah. Amanda, what was your first part-time job? I worked at finish line. Okay. Yeah. For you guys to touch people's job. feet. No, oh, oh, actually, no. I wouldn't, but some people would. I would. I was just like, I would just hand them the shoe. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure they can put their own shoe on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like that when you try. I I could do it myself unless. It's what like a, what was yeah. yours, Dino? I was uh, a telemarketer. Oh no way! Nice. What I were you sold AT and T long distance services. Oh, nice. But when people used to make long distance, yeah. it was horrible. Everybody, was, I feel like everybody did some, like, a call center or something at one because point. Because they paid so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, oh. at the time, well, at I'm the showing time, my yeah. age, it was, like, $8 an hour, and we were all, oh, shit, $8 yeah. an hour? Yeah. So, that was mine. <laughs> um, okay, so, so uh, Laura, would you rather sell all your possessions or sell one of your organs? <laughs> which organ it's your Whatever cho- organ. dealer's choice <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not really 
really that materialistic. Like I like, you know, it's nice to have nice things, but I also like my body. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a pancreas, right? People don't need pancreas. Is that you pancreas? don't need like your gallbladder or yeah, yeah, like one of those things. I don't know. Don't one of those level. things. A non-essential organ, okay. Okay, come through yeah. non-essential organs. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which one would it be? Uh, I mean, God, I'd like to be on Living Single. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. I loved Living Shut Single. Up. Who was your fave? I mean, Queen Latifah. Who would you say you were most like? Yeah. I feel like... But then there was also girlfriends. Like I really related to girlfriends. Awesome. Girlfriends. Yes. Girlfriends was really good. But then I love Fresh Prince. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think I would want to be in the Fresh Prince family. Yeah, they had a nice house. They did. Bel Air. I mean, well, living single. I mean, I loved all of them, but I, I am definitely a Maxine stan. I think. I think I'm. Well, yeah. Yes, I was gonna say <laughs> Maxine too. Maxine, mm. I like Regine just because she's fancy, and Sinclair was just kind of doofy and funny. And uh, Khadijah was obviously the voice of reason, but Maxine <laughs> was like the shade thrower. I just, like yeah, she, <laughs> I was gonna say I love how, sar- how sarcastic she was, and she was so witty. Yeah, that would be a good quarantine rewatch. Yeah, you, I think it's on Hulu, or is it? Is it? I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna get into. That. I think I think so actually, because I think I I saw I just saw it. it's it's somewhere because I just watched it. Okay. If not, it should I'm be. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know what I, I'm gonna petition to actually get. I'm trying to get MTV to put all of the making the bands on. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I have not thought about that. <laughs> wait, wait, but, but, like all of them, like from the beginning? All of like, them, because I loved, people? like O-Town was okay, but I oh, loved yeah. the band. I loved mm-hmm. the oh, band. Oh, the band, Danny McCain. <laughs> Dan- and then Danny McCain. I loved those two seasons. I loved when Diddy made them to go walk to get cheesecake. I That's loved- what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of winter New York and walk to get cheesecake? Yes. I, I love, I love, I want them to do Do you, do you yeah. know, did you know, did you guys know, fun fact, random fact, Laverne Cox was, so Diddy had a show about people that wanted to be his uh, assistant. I don't oh, remember. assistant. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Laverne Cox was on there. Really? Really? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like. Oh my God, I'm gonna ask her about. Yeah, that. it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, she, I was like, this. Yeah. But anyways. That oh yeah, because it was like B Diddy's assistant or something. Yeah, something anyway. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but, what? Yeah, so when you won, you just that, that was it. You, you became his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> that surprise. No, I think you actually <laughs> became his assistant. I'm not really sure. I, I just I, I I just remember like they had to do a whole bunch of like just like that he didn't make they had to do a whole bunch of odd jobs that you was probably it? never I have a lot of questions for Laverne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was so wait, was Farn what's that's his name? The Farnsworth guy? The Farnsworth Bentley Bentley. But he, he was his umbrella was he, holder. Yeah. He wasn't an assistant, he was just there. Actually, I think he, I think he was Diddy's assistant, actually, and then he sort really? of like. No, well, he needs multiple assistants. Yeah, he sort of like it. broke out on his own because <laughs> yeah. he like had like a person, like a personality, and he had the umbrella thing. Yeah, that was his mark. That was his thing. Um, <laughs> he comments on my uh, photos sometimes. Oh, okay. oh good. <laughs> Should I ask him? What yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ask him. Ask him what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> the umbrella guy. 
been doing lately with your umbrella skills? Um, and then our final question that we ask all our guests, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, storyteller, writer, producer, filmmaker, or anyone in the, who's not in the mainstream, or just does, someone who just deserves more shine and love that you want to give uh, a shout out to? You could do multiple people too. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, I think what I'm really excited for people to see more of is Jeremy Pope, who's on our show. Love he, Jeremy. I yeah, love I have, Jeremy. I want a poster of him on my wall. Like he's he's so dreamy. You know. <laughs> he's very handsome. Yes. <laughs> he's so um, charming on the show. Yeah. I know he's so charming. He's so talented. Just insanely talented. Um, and, you know, he's obviously had this huge success in the theater, but I don't think, you know, this is kind of his on-screen breakout role. So he's going right. to be introduced to a whole new audience. So I'm just super excited for people to see him because he's insanely good and also a lovely person. We've become really good friends through this. It's been super fun. Ooh, on Friday, we're going to do a little live thing and hang out and for our, um, our premiere. You want to see it? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. So excited. I am I, very yeah. excited. I literally could not stop watching this 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 show yesterday. It was it was. It just kept it just increasing every episode. It just got like oh ooh, what's next? You know. And, and like and I, and I was I loved you know we always sort of had this fantasy about living back at like you know in the 50s or the or the or the 40s and like oh I would love to see how it would be in the 50s or the 40s Hollywood but obviously somebody like me wouldn't be wouldn't have the best <laughs> yeah, it, yeah none of us would <laughs> yeah, none of us so it was nice to see like like i said that whole like narrative being sort of flipped yeah exactly yeah. And it, yeah we could yeah i mean i could so talk about this show for hours yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. and just like patty lapone being a boss bitch uh, and like oh god i was so just major. like and holland, and holland taylor holland yes. taylor yes, yes. and even everybody yeah, it, it's Everyone is great. And, you know, congratulations so Congrats. much, Laura. Yeah. I'm so Thank excited you. for you, for yeah, the show. We, yeah, and we can't wait to see what you have coming up. Yeah, the, the secret you, that you're keeping from us. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see it on deadline eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. But thank you so much, yeah. Laura. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. so fun talking okay. to you guys. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.